Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Whatever applies to you, ladies and gentlemen, hello. This is Rick Lupert from the Poetry Superhighway. It's July 14th. It's time for our July 2013 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. An open reading, open for you to call in and read your poetry to a potentially worldwide audience of billions of people. Not to mention any culturally literate aliens from outer space who might be tuning in as well. Very few of those folks call in, but I'm sure they're there. Welcome. Good to have you. So uh, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Do call in. Uh, you'll get to share a poem and tell us what's going on in your poetry world. Perhaps uh, you've got a new book out. Perhaps you want to tell us about your website. Perhaps... I don't know. Uh, you've got a reading coming up. So you wanna you wanna tell someone about? Maybe there's a poetry contest you're orchestrating. Uh, maybe you've got nothing going on, and you want to tell about that. Uh, you know, you're you're just sitting there and you're waiting for something to happen, and you want to describe that experience to us in some way. Or perhaps you live in a town where poetry things are happening, and you want to tell us what those are, so that way someone else who lives in the same town who has no idea that these things are going on, who might be listening, will find out about them and thus be able to participate. That's what it's all about. And, of course, you sharing a poem. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. All right, before we get to our callers, uh, a few tidbits of information. First of all, uh, we are about to start our annual summer poetry contest. Uh, It's going to start tonight at midnight Pacific time. Uh, an email will go out to everyone who is on the Poetry Superhighway email list. It will get posted to our Facebook group and on the front page of the Poetry Superhighway website as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, all the details will be online for uh, for your viewing pleasure. But basically, uh, in a nutshell, the way it works is uh, to enter the poetry contest, it's a $1 per poem entry fee. You can enter as many poems as you want. You can enter with one poem. You can enter with many poems. You pay via PayPal or by sending a check in. And as soon as we get your payment, we send your poems off to the judges with your name removed. The judges score your poems from zero to five using quarter-point intervals, and they send the scores back to me. And I keep track of them. And at the end of the contest, uh, someone wins. Uh, The top three scoring poets uh, win. If there's a tie, we uh, will go to a second round of scoring to determine who those uh, who those who those winning poets are. Uh, and if you win in those top three scoring positions, what we do is we divide up the money taken in via the entry fee. What does that mean? Well, if we get 500 entries, that means half of that money will go to the top scoring poet. 50% will get uh, 250 bucks. Uh, 30% of that money will go to the second place winning poet, and 20% of that money will go to the third place scoring poet. So that's pretty cool. This is a completely not not uh, for profit contest, and none of this money goes into Poetry Superhighway 
uh, uh, coffers, as it were. It all goes directly back to the, the winning poets. On top of that, we have many, many, many sponsors who have signed on to sponsor this year's contest. And as we've been able to do every year in the past, and we'll probably be able to do this year in the past, er, this year in the future, I should say, at the end of the contest, is we've been able to give every single person who's entered the contest a prize just for entering. So even if you score in last place, uh, assuming we have enough prizes as we as we have every single year we've done the contest, 15 years now, I forget. I don't know. It's a lot of years. Um, you will get a prize just for entering. It could be a book of poetry. It could be a... Uh, it could be a service of interest to poets and writers, an hour's worth of uh, editorial consultation. It could be all kinds of things. Um, there's a very long list of prizes that we have, um, and it's very cool. So you know that if you enter the contest, even if you just enter one poem or if you enter 20 poems, you will get something just for entering. That's that's really cool. Um, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. Plus, you have the chance of actually winning the contest, uh, which uh, will give you a cash prize and you'll get published on the Poetry Superhighway and all the fame and glory contained therein. Uh, now, you're thinking, uh, that sounds cool, but how do I become a sponsor? Well, that's pretty easy. Just go to the Poetry Superhighway website and... Uh, 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 there's a uh, uh, well. The, the big graphic at the top uh, there says sponsor the 2013 contest, and uh, maybe you've got a poetry book you'd like to donate. Uh, maybe you've got ten poetry books you'd like to donate, or a subscription to a magazine, or uh, something of that nature. Um, uh, just go there, you fill out the form, and you uh, you'll you'll get in. And if you do it today before. Uh, well, in the next several hours, then uh, you will be included in the initial roster of sponsors as well, which probably gets the most attention because that's what most people are looking at. Now, you can you can sign on as a sponsor any time during the first uh, month or two of the contest, and we'll, we'll add you in at any point. Um, but, uh, uh, but if you do it today before we start the contest, it kind of guarantees that your name will be listed as a sponsor when most people are initially looking at the contest start, and your the things that you offered will be listed on the sponsor's prize page. Um, and there'll be a link back to your website, to your publications website, to your individual website, whatever it is. You don't have to be an organization to sponsor. You could just be a person with a poetry book and say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate one copy of my poetry book to this contest, and that's how it works. So uh, one quick detail, and again, all of the details are there online for you to check out, uh, but this is really important. Actually, two quick details. Uh, one, the first one is that whatever you donate, if it's a physical thing such as a book or a, you know a magazine or a chapbook or something like that, um, no matter how many you donate, you have to agree that you will send these prizes directly to the contest entrance. Um, and at the end of the contest, I will uh, supply you with who exactly to send it to. I um, mean, it's possible uh, because the contest is open to everyone in the world that you might have to send your prizes out to someone in another country, which means you know that it will cost more money to do so. Say if you live in Philadelphia and you have to send something to someone in Australia, that's going to cost you more money uh, in postage than it would to send something to California or something like that. So just keep that in mind. Um, uh, that's important. And also, uh, and this is really important, if you sign on as a sponsor, um, we want you to send the prizes out within two weeks of having been notified. So the contest is going to go all the way into the beginning of October. Um, we'll announce the winners, and shortly thereafter, you'll get an email saying, 
hey, this is this is you've donated three books, and here are the addresses where to send them to. So you have to send the books out within three weeks, or the prizes out within th- two weeks. Sorry, and you have to notify me that you've done so because I won't mark people off the roster unless you've actually uh, notified me that you've done so. So there you go. That's uh, everything that has to do with with our contest. Today, if you have any questions about that, feel free to call uh, call in uh, whether or not you're reading a poem and ask. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions about that. Um, all the information about sponsoring is online uh, right now, and all the in- information about entering the contest will uh, be available starting tonight at midnight. An email will go out, uh, and it will be on our website as well. All right, so that's it. That's everything I have to tell you at this point. It's time to get into our open reading. Again, the number is area code 646 716 7362. Um, to get to our first caller from the 614 area code. Hi. Uh, hello, Rick. This is Nicole Nicholson. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Long time no talk. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm doing okay. Um, a lot's happened in the last couple of years since I've been on the show. Uh, glad to see you're still here and glad to see PSH is still going. I'm glad to see I'm still here as well. <laughs> <laughs> And that has nothing to do with the internet, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, sure, thanks. It's uh, you're, you're in. Uh, remind me, Ohio, is that right? I, yeah, I, Columbus, just, Ohio. Right, right. Okay. See, that's pretty good. Uh, you, you've made an impression. Well, thank you. <laughs> so what's uh, what's going on? You, you say a lot's been going on. Yeah, well, um, I am actually releasing a new book on August the fourteenth. It's a new chat book. It's entitled Novena Remixed. What I did was I took a chat book that I had entered for the uh, 2010 um, Naturally Autistic People Awards, and that's the same book I won the International Literary Award for. I took a look at the book. I've uh, added some poems, subtracted some poems, and now I have a slightly different version of what I entered in that contest. I'm very proud of it. It's... um, it's uh, I've got a couple brand new poems in there, and I'm reading it here in Columbus on August 10th, and the book will actually be available there, but it's being released generally on August the 14th. Wow! Congratulations. That's uh, that's that's very cool. That a you won the con- that contest, and and that you're uh, you're re- repurposing it in a, in a new edition. Congrats. Well, thank you. And I just want to say a brief thing about the reading on August 10th. Um, Westerville, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, is doing a 2013 Year of the Arts. This is the first year that they've done this. They've done various events throughout the year. On August 10th, they are doing an event called Rock the Ville. Um, There's going to be performers, uh, artists. um, There's going to be food. There's going to be all sorts of things. It's happening in uh, uptown Westerville. Um, it's near the library and that general area of um, – it's basically the center of town. And I am going to be reading in the Poets Hour. Uh, it's actually from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, there are eight poets reading, I believe, and I'm reading at 4.30 p.m. on August 10th. And there are more details on my website. Cool. And uh, And what's your website? Uh, it's ravenswingpoetry.com, and there should be an announcement. Um, it's going to be in the post section, um, but I'll, uh, I'm redoing my website as well. So if anyone goes and visits my website, they will, see, they will see an announcement about the event. But again, it's August the 10th, 
4.30 p.m., Westerville, Ohio. Um, it's at the Java Central Coffee Shop. Cool, very cool. I hope it's a huge uh, hit. I hope a lot of people come out to it, and um, and uh, much success to you with that whole thing. Well, thank you. And since uh, you were talking about the uh, 2013 um, Poetry Superhighway contest, um, I'll email you later to confirm, but I'm actually going to do- donate a copy of Novena Remixed as one of the prizes. Oh, that's fantastic. Cool. Well, that's that's really great to hear. Um uh, you know, we've got a form online, so you know, if don't don't email, just fill out the form, and I'll automatically get the notification, and that way I get all the info uh, in in the way that I I need to get it. So, uh, but I'm I'm, and I'll send you a confirmation after after that. But very cool, very exciting. Thank thank you, and uh, I do have a poem to read today, and it is actually from the upcoming chapbook Novena Remixed. Cool. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, this one is uh, called Icarus. The legend of Icarus has kind of always intrigued me because it's, it's the whole idea of he and his father, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Greek myth, but um, his father was an inventor and they're trying to escape um, the island of Crete. Um, his father actually, if I remember correctly, created the labyrinth that imprisoned the Minotaur. Well, the king of Crete imprisoned both him and his son after he went to all this work and imprisoned the Minotaur for him. And so they decided to escape using um, fashioned wings that they basically strapped onto their backs. And as they're flying over the island of Crete and escaping, uh, his father warns him, Icarus, he says, don't fly too close to the sun. And Icarus does it anyway, and the wax on his wings melt, and he falls into the sea and dies. Well, I was kind of thinking one day, well, what if that's not really what happened? I mean, what if we maybe bend or change the story a bit? So this is my take on what really happened to Icarus. Cool. They never got the story right. Thank you. They never got the story right. I did not die. The wax on my wings did not melt. I did not fall into the sea. Back home, they all used to say, remember Icarus as if I am a byword for giddiness, careless youth and flying too high, but tell me this, is it a crime to want to touch the sun? I don't know who told you that I fell into the sea. I suppose that my father saw me plunge into the center of the sun, fingertips first, until that giant glowing ball devoured me into his belly. I did not look back. If I had, I might have seen Father ascend, carried by the back of the wind and climbing the sky heights by shoulder and wing, rushing towards me to stop me from diving into that luscious persimmon membrane of solar soul. But I did hear him frantically screaming my name before the first liquid gold of silence poured into my ears, and I broke on through to the other side of the sun to watch your fingertips divine the space between the orange flesh of Helios and a spiked golden crown. One of your modern bards, Leonard Cohen, I believe, said that there's a crack in everything. And once I navigated the crevice in the sun, I saw a marvelous universe of being where the creations of your minds live, your dreams, your phantasms, your mysteries. Once I broke through the veil, they approached and greeted me one by one. I cannot possibly number them all, but I do remember the one-legged wooden soldier and his dancing paper bride. I chatted with a kindly mechanical man in a yellow shirt who wished to be flesh. 
He told me that he and his companions sail among the stars in a broad, open sky. I saw a newborn babe, eyes cluttered with stardust and cradle wishes, welcomed into the world by a pair of white-robed ancient ones on the shores of a sparkling sapphire lake. I met winged messengers from the heavens who were amused at the crude wings the father had strapped on to my mortal flesh. They removed those mechanical arms of flight and entreated me to fly on my own. And I did. I flew without wings in the milky space of Andromeda with a girl wearing ruby encrusted slippers, a large white dog-like creature called a luck dragon, and a talking frog with large eyes and a gentle soul. Tell me truly, you all want to touch the sun, don't you? That is why you even dream in the first place. Let no one deceive you, my friends. There is no such thing as flying too close to the sun. As I yet live, standing before you in the flesh, I say unto you that the only crime is not attempting the leap upward to find the fine crack between corona and plasma, and then to slip right in. You dreamers do it anyway. Why not venture beyond the real gate where that ancient giant stands guard? Be not afraid, for truly, I promise you, those old Olympians will never know what hit them. Nice job, Nicole. Congratulations uh, uh, on that. A good piece. I, you know, the whole idea of uh, I, this is going to seem loosely and bizarrely related, but I just got uh, I just got back from a trip to from to uh, to Washington D.C. And I went into the Air and Space Museum, and uh, there was a sign in there which informed us that it would only take an hour to drive to outer space. Wow. Uh, now, I know there aren't roads yet uh, heading in that direction. I'm just wondering, you know, uh, if you were to drive directly to the sun, uh, you know, uh, how long that would take. And if, That if would be poem- an interesting question indeed. If your poem, uh, you know, thinks that that's a good idea or not, as well. <laughs> yeah, I've been always, I've always been told to avoid the sun, you know, uh, in terms of direct contact, at any rate. But um, Nicole, thanks so much for opening the show. You're uh, welcome. Great to hear you. Great to hear you after all this time, and I hope you don't take another two-year break. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks again. All right, that was uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio, uh, reading reading her piece from her uh, forthcoming book, which is coming out next month, and uh, giving some information about a reading she's doing um, in Ohio. There, check her out at RavensWingPoetry.com, uh, and thanks so much for opening up the show. Okay, all right, the next. Uh, well, the number to call in if you'd like to call in and read, and you should uh, like to call in and read, is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 949 area code. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name's Robbie Nestor, and uh, I have a few announcements and a poem to read. Which would you like me to start with? Tell us uh, where you're calling from first. I'm calling from Lake Forest, California. Uh, that's uh, in Orange County, and you've heard right. of Orange County. It's I have, pretty- yes. Yeah. It's, I got its autograph once. It's. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I have a, a few announcements. I'm going to be doing some featured readings 
uh, on the 13th of August. I'm going to be reading with my husband, Richard Nestor, at the Barnes & Noble and Marina Shopping Center in Long Beach, California, at 7 p.m. I believe it's the last reading in that particular series, which is hosted by Murray Thomas. And uh, I will be reading the following Tuesday at the Spoken Word Club in Laguna Woods at 1 o'clock in the afternoon um, as well, uh, by myself that time. Uh, In addition, I've got uh, an an anthology, and I'm looking for submissions. Uh, The anthology is going to be called uh, The Liberal Media Made Me Do It, and uh, it consists of uh, of poems and artwork inspired by PBS and NPR, and it will be published by uh, Rain Dog Armstrong's um, Lummox Press, which the imprint he's going to use is Nine Toes Press. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's particularly funny. <laughs> I know, especially if you know him. But uh, mm. I need you to, uh, people to send to my email, which is rknestor at yahoo.com, um, poems uh, att- and attached as Word documents. And in the subject line, NPR po- poetry, or if they're sending artwork, NPR artwork, uh, and a short bio uh, giving details about their uh, their publications in the body of the email. And the uh, there's a long time uh, before we close the submissions. And, uh, the deadline is January 31st, 2014. So you've got quite a while to send me your material. Well, and Ed, what, tell me again the theme of, of this publication. Poetry and artwork inspired by NPR or PBS. So I've written poetry um, about interviews, book reviews, recipes from all the different shows that are aired on my local NPR station and PBS station. There's a there's a lot of lot of ways you can go with that. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Media inspiring other media, really, uh, in a way. Um, really need to hear about those things, Robbie. I hope it. I hope it turns out really well. Well, I've gotten some good submissions so far, and I hope I get some more because I need a lot more before we close submissions. And I have a poem I want to read you. Uh, it's from my new manuscript of of uh, collaborations and ekphrastic poems. Uh, That's poetry inspired by other artworks. Mm. Uh, This poem is called After a Self-Portrait by Isaac Rosenberg, 1914. Isaac Rosenberg is um, a World War I poet and uh, painter. He happens to be my great uncle. Of course, I never met him because he was killed in World War I uh, when he was 26 years old and still managed to have quite a few publications, uh, collected works, and uh, portraits hanging in um, galleries. I want to say, excuse me, I want to say I know you, your living mind, caught 
by your dark gaze in the nimble glass. But I know for certain only what you choose to show. Short and earnest, ill-favored, by all accounts a mumbler when you spoke at all. Yet in this portrait one perceives no awkwardness, only the evident intelligence in the sidelong glance. You craft yourself in oils and verse, most comfortable in these invented spaces, perpetually between stranger in the England of your birth. In the portrait, you arrange the family's only suit to seem your own, become your own creation, cobbled out of borrowings. You had to fight for every scrap of knowledge, recognition, but I see confidence in these closed lips, calm and determined. Unfit, sickly, you nonetheless signed up for war, hoping, as so many still do now, to trade your life for pay. But though you lost your life, there was no pay, except the poems, your legacy. From the dubious shelter of the trenches, that gaze reproaches us. Nothing has changed. Though 100 years have passed, it still takes an outsider to speak for the voiceless, the alien and unwelcome. Thank you. Robbie, that was wonderful. Uh, a great tribute and, and connection to uh, your relative who you've never had the chance to meet. Um, well done. Thank you. Well, I hope that uh, I'll find a, public a publisher for the manuscript and it will contain uh, a copy, a photograph of his self-portrait or one of them. So I hope others uh, will be interested in his work and uh, check it out. I hope so too. Well, Robbie, congrats on on uh, on the upcoming uh, uh, publication, and um, I hope a lot of people send work in. And thanks very much for calling and sharing that poem. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was uh, Robbie Nestor calling from Lake Forest, California, in the wilds of Orange County, California. Um, all right, the number to call in is six four six. 716-7362, or you could uh, Skype in just by clicking on the button there on the page. I um, uh, want to mention, Robbie mentioned uh, uh, she's got some ekphrastic poetry uh, uh, going on there. And um, as you may know, I'm working on an anthology called Ekphrastia Gone Wild, uh, now, don't get too excited. Uh, the submissions have, have closed, but I know many people have submitted, and, and there's a lot of people in the book. Um, we're in the final uh, stages of editing the book, and it's going to be going to print before the end of the month. I'm very excited about that. So anyone looking for an update on that, uh, we're really in the final phases of, of getting that ready to, ready to go, trying to, trying to put a publication event together, etc., so stay tuned if you are uh, invested in some way in the anthology Ekphrastia Gone Wild coming out in August on Ain't Got No Press. There you go. All right, the number to call in again is 646-716-7362. Call in, won't you? Our next caller is from the 613 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? 
My name is Katie, and I'm from Ottawa, Canada. Ottawa. Yeah. I keep the I capital. keep trying. <laughs> I uh, I almost went to Ottawa this summer, but uh, uh, but we didn't end up doing it. Why not? What? Beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure it is, you know. Uh, but we, you know, we take these summer trips, um, and uh, we had gone to Canada the two previous summers. And my wife said, you know, we need to not go to Canada again this summer. We have to go somewhere else. So I don't think it was a slight to Ottawa or to Canada. Um, and it looked like we would have we would have overlapped with Canada Day in Ottawa, which which looked like it would be really uh, cool with a lot of things going on. Um, and and I'm sure we'll get there at some point. So, you know, keep it warm for me. We'll be there. <laughs> I'll I'll try my hardest, but no guarantees. <laughs> All right, Katie. Um, do you have a poem for us? I absolutely do have uh, a poem for you, a little background on myself beforehand, if I may. Um, Please. I am a spoken word artist out of Ottawa, um, though I have also uh, competed in in Europe for a couple years while I was over there in my teens. I compete under uh, Raina Fire, so my website is RainaFirePoetry.com. Um, how do you how do you spell it? R e i n a f i r e. Rainofirepoetry dot com. Did you say? Yes. Okay. Um, cool. So most of my stuff is fairly spoken word. I've gotten a little bit kind of socio political recently. <laughs> So I've been working on something that I would like to premiere with you here today, um, entitled Better Have an Exit Strategy. Um, So here it is. Uh, We may be wandering a future desert, chasing the mirage. Destiny has a funny way of being undetermined, though we mock trial and error for being so sporadic. Decisions rarely mate with common sense in this city anymore. It's such a shame. We cannot brand our feelings with the same relevance as we brand our coats. My brain is practically a pulpit now. But there is no choir to rejoice in this body, religion, cloisters, faith. Except on Wednesday when our beds become a shallow grave we're using to test the comfortability of life itself. The alternative isn't always less appealing, though it may feel like a gun heavy and laden with guilt. Our choices will always be the catalyst, and it is up to us to judge the wind velocity before being propelled into the sun. Sometimes I wish my hands were sandpaper, promises of grit, and not even my fingernails can muster dirty consciousness worth mention. I wish it was easier to go off the grid, but love is a GPS that I would follow into the night. There is a little girl inside me praying that we packed enough batteries, even in a small town. The citizens immerse themselves in building bridges, if for no other reason than to see who jumps first. The only apology we owe comes formed in the realization that we never have to flip-flop between love and politics, for we are not the church. 
and we will never raise an army if we cannot make awareness rise further than goosebumps across our skin, not as long as we are so desperate for a revolution of self without realizing the selfishness peeking through the curtain of our intent. This moment could be a constitution declaring only that we are not Gandhi. Whether the knife is a knife or the knife is a pen, we will bleed more than words. So if we choose to write, it better damn well be important. Thank you. That was awesome. That was a great debut. Thank you. (laughs) You heard it here first. Yes, I'm working on uh, getting to national level next year in Urban Legends, so hopefully (laughs) I'll be able to premiere more new and exciting things with you. uh, You should always look to Poetry Superhighway Live as your first venue to debut things, so I'm going to take that as a promise, Raina. Absolutely, promise. (laughs) And um, cool, Uh, so... You you're involved with spoken word poetry in Ottawa. Is there a, is there a, a thriving scene there? It's it's a very welcoming community for spoken word. I was very fortunate to get uh, wrapped up in it. There's events every Friday. Actually, open mic at Umi Cafe, um, which is downtown. It gets really just. It's so artistic. There's music. There's poetry. There's you know everything. It's it's. It's an amazing experience. If anyone's in the Ottawa area, Umi Cafe on Fridays, every Friday. So cool. I love the line in your poem. The, the you know, if love were love were a GPS, I'd follow it. Or I'd, I'd sorry for screwing it up there, but uh, at the time when I heard it, it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Well, Raina, um, uh, please call in and share more work. I'm really great to hear it, and uh, best of luck to you and everything that you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. All right, that was uh, Raina Fire, poet from Ottawa, Canada. I posted a link to her website in the in the chat room. It's uh, RainaFirePoetry.com. Uh, she's got a Facebook page you can like as well, which I also posted a link to. There, check her out. Uh, poetry is thriving north of the, uh, well, that's too America-centric to say. Let's just say poetry is thriving in Ottawa. There you go. All right, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Love to hear what you have to read uh, or speak or uh, recite from memory or whatever it is that you refer to uh, it when you read your poetry. Be brave, people. Be brave. Um our next caller is from the 310. Hi. Hey there, Rick. Henry, Hi. Henry Howard. Henry Howard from Los Angeles, California. Hi, Henry. Not quite as far, not quite as far away as Ottawa. But uh, those, boy, those are two tough acts to follow. You've had a couple of times I've been on. Those are fantastic poems. Well, I have faith in you. Absolutely. Well, well, I um, I guess if I had to describe myself in, three, in a few words, I'm pretty much, uh, pretty much a um, have a specialty in human rights poetry and and fiction. I consider myself a a peace and justice poet most of uh, most of all. That's where my heart is. Cool. And uh, I wanted to share one that's uh, 
that's the title poem in, uh, in my second complete volume of poetry, which I hope will tentatively be published in the March of 2011 by Vagabond Books. And it's dedicated to all refugees, which have been uh, which has been one of the, the focal points of my life, both uh, both artistically and professionally, and uh, and as an activist as well. So it's it's also the name of the volume called "Sing to Me of My Rights." How shall cool. I, the refu- How shall I, the refugee, learn a song of freedom in a new land? If I am woman, sing to me as Miriam sang each night to the Israelites, lost in the desert, bathing their souls with her waters of, of faith, easing their burdens with her music of hope. If I am black, sing to me of Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, and all who learned to pray with their feet until a black man marched into the White House with the prayers of millions at his back. If my blood is Latin and my back is bent from the mines of Bolivia or the coffee fields of Salvador or the endless grapevines of California, sing to me of Bolivar and Jose Marti and Chavez toiling beside me in the hot sun, lifting me from my harvest of shame and planting me the seeds of a harvest of hope. If I am Arab, sing to me of young people rising, of dictators falling, a spring of uprising, a summer of resistance, a fall of victory, a winter of rebirth. If I am an elderly Jew from Eastern Europe, staggering beneath the weight of memory of a world now burned and banished into dust, sing to be no more of pogroms and fire ovens, but sing to, me, sing to me instead of Freud and Einstein and Mendelssohn, strengthen my sagging form and raise my flagging spirits with songs of the geniuses and giants of my people. I, the refugee, wear a thousand faces and greet you with a thousand banished words of my forgotten tongue, words that are mine to relearn with pride, and yours to learn with delight for the first time. I am your gardener, your janitor, your busboy and waiter, your housekeeper and babysitter, but I may become your doctor, your lawyer, your teacher, perhaps even your president, where I walk among you, live among you, love among you, succeed or fail and so endlessly dream among you and I am here to stay. Therefore, sing to me of my humanity no less than yours. Sing to me of my future as bright as yours and sing loudly to me of my rights, those truths I I hold to be self-evident, as precious and inalienable as yours. Thank you. Henry, that was really that was great. You you certainly uh, didn't need to make a disclaimer uh, before you started there about a tough act to follow. That your poem is certainly going to be a tough act to follow as well. Well done. Thank you, Rick. Take care. Hope well, to see you again before, soon, and I'll keep. Go ahead. Before I let you before I let you go, do you, do you have a website or anything people can check out if if they want to hear more from you? Well, I'm. Since I'm an artist, since I'm an artist, I'm also a technophobe, and I'm in the process of really building up a, a strong website. And I'll have that out by the time by the time of the next reading. I hope uh, to have well, that up. By the time of the next I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. All right, cool. Well, Howard, uh, Henry Howard, thanks so much for calling in, and and looking forward to hearing more from you next time. You bet. Take care. Bye. All right, uh, Henry Howard calling from Los Angeles, California. Uh, really nice piece. Well read, uh, well written, uh, the best of everything right there. Thanks so much, Henry, for calling in. 
Um, okay, our next caller um, is, let's see, oh, it's uh, Robbie, Robbie Baby Dark Poet of Amor. Yes, another Robbie. <laughs> How's it going, Robbie? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, actually. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Canada as well, in Ontario. <laughs> My God, it's an invasion. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, it's when, uh, I don't know what it is, but I notice when Canadians call in on on blog talk, we usually come in waves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, we're going to have to shore up the northern border. We, you know, this could, this could become serious, but, um, <laughs> yeah. well, glad you made it through and, and I'm just going to hope for the best here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to be, uh, reciting something a little different. Uh, the first two are conscious pieces and this one's going to be, uh, a love piece. So All right. Well, we so go. you know, I'm gonna we're gonna let you do one poem. So pick the one that you want to read, because um, mm-hmm. I've got other. Uh, you, you said. Oh yeah, I was just. Yeah, it was just one poem that I was gonna read. Yeah. Uh, one oh, okay. Poem. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, it's called Bound in Harmony. We are bound in harmony, bound to it, from the first moment that the universe sang of our love's music, that music that emerged in the form of starshine when I first met you and my heart sang a song of love to yours. We are bound in harmony, bound to it, in the song that my poetry sings to yours, notes of a harmonizing melody, a melody of love that says, my soul that understands yours. We are bound in harmony in the chords of music that drum beats to each other. My timbral temperament needing your warrior woman's song, the song that doles out beats of your strength and sweet spirit, a song that is both beautifully and eternally long. We are bound in a universal harmony in the rhythms of my timbral elements and beats that accent your thunderous warrior woman's drone, our unified beats yearning, creating and seeking the creation, the divination of polyrhythmic rhythms that harmonize the noise, the static cosmic background that so often issues from quantum possibilities that gets lost amongst the thoughts of the universe's wondering song. We are bound in harmony as my mind's inner eye seeks out the answers, the meanings to the questions of the universe, knowing that in the seeking of this, it has found another's inner eye. This one of a lavender hue with the same temperament of wonder and passion for knowledge imbued. We are bound in all of this and more as our love's music, its seeking song, its harmony of timbrel and thunderous beats that thunders throughout our inner eyes melody. It melodizes this song throughout our shared universe. Its vibrations of two artists' cosmic strings, they vibrate to our very own note of OM, a shared OM of cosmic creation of our love, a single song of love that sings of our now shared passion song. I bind myself willingly to you like chord strings on a dulcimer, our souls strings tuned to resonate with each other, issuing forth the song of love for all to hear. You paint for me this resonating song, the songs that our minds and spirits sing, and through these sweet melodies I bind myself and heart to your heart's thundering song as we dole out a beat with our now syncopated hearts 
that pulsates a rhythm of mutual seeking, a song vibrating with the cosmic strings of space. Those songs sings singing of love's beauty that I see when I stroke your hair at night in full lavender's moon's lights, the shimmering lavender crown of your beautiful and cascading hair that is bound in harmony. Well done, Robbie. You've got a you've got a nice reading style as well. Thanks. I've worked on it for a long time. <laughs> cool. Are you involved with um with uh, poetry in Ontario? Uh I have been. There there are open mics here, but it's it's always changing because the open mics they're they the the formats are kind of be, have kind of been fluctuating where I live and uh and uh, sometimes they come back on, sometimes they're not there uh with the businesses that they like the coffee houses that and that they're in, but but I have been to open mics here. Cool. And do you have a website or something if people want to check out more of your work? Yeah, uh, I have a few, but I'll just I'll just uh, bring out my Facebook. Uh, it's uh, if you go to Facebook under uh, Robbie Baby's poetry page, and under the notes I have a, a link to all my features and such. And I'm gonna work on that so that I'm gonna have the links to my main websites as well, where I have. Uh, where I have my uh, works posted. But I put the features there because I've had uh, a fair number of features in DTR and and other things over the past year and a half. So I like to put that cool. up. Yep. Nice. Well, Robbie, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for increasing the Canadian presence here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live and for sharing your work. Thanks. My pleasure. All righty. Uh, that was... Uh, Robbie Baby Dark Poet of Amour uh, uh, calling from Ontario, Canada Uh, the number to call in if you'd like to share a piece is area code 646-716-7362 we've got about 15 minutes left in the show I've got a couple callers on the line I'm pretty sure we can get uh, a couple more uh, poets in I see Robbie commenting in the chat room yes that is a long name Robbie you should shorten that before you call in this is uh, we only have so much time here for these these kinds of shenanigans. Um, all right, let's see what country um, our next caller is uh, calling from. Hello, who's on the line? It's Michael uh, from Birmingham. Michael, how you doing? Hi, Rick. Where are you driving to today? Uh, <laughs> in the area. Uh, look, uh, I have a short piece so you can get more callers in, at least one, maybe two more. It's a Langku. Langku. L A N G hyphen coo lifting the U out of morning. She sees the sun rise. What is a what is a langku? I thought you might ask me that. And it's uh Lang Langpo, language poetry, and coo haiku because it's not imagistic as a haiku would be. It actually uh, it's more pivots on the linguistic taking, lifting you, that's the letter U, out of mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Hmm. She sees the sunrise. So it operates more on um, like language poetry, but it's short like a haiku with that last line especially. Sometimes that last line is just sunrise, but dedicated to someone special right now. 
uh, it, I was surprised that she sees the sun rise. Okay, I know you have other callers. It's towards the end of the show. It's good visiting you. Always. You know, uh, Michael, I always forget to ask, do you have a website or something that people can check out uh, Check out you? I know you're involved with poetry in Birmingham, and you always mention what's going on at the museum and stuff, but what uh, is there somewhere people can visit visit your online presence? No. I'm not a no. website. Um, and, uh... Just plain no. You're, you'll never hear from him. This is the only place you can... You can discover Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, here on Poetry Superhighway Live. It's you're an exclusive to our show, and I've really enjoyed your show throughout the years. I hope to continue to enjoy it more, and so that you can get to another caller. Thanks for asking about the uh, the language because um, I didn't know that was what it was going to be. I, it's, this is so much like a haiku, but it's not imagistic. It's more like a way. Anyway, so you can get to those other callers. Have a good week. Talk to you next Wait, time. Wait, uh, one more question. Did the form sure, Lang Koo, sure. is, is, is that something that you came up with, or is it something that you, you've you encountered before? Well, I didn't have to title it at all, because it's a lot like a haiku, but then it's typical on more like the language poetry. Lang Po, you know, language poetry. Some people abbreviate that to Lang Po. I said, so I'll, for right now, you know, I'll give it its title. Uh, well, more or less it's genre or formal, uh, uh, you know, for right now as a working title or intro, whatever, to introduce it, give it a heading. Uh, Lang-Ku. Uh, so you, you point, you point the phrase Lang-Ku, in other words. Yeah, I like neologisms. I mean, I don't know if it'll be, uh, you know, uh, permanent, but for right now it kind of describes what's going on there. Because I would imagine readers of poetry and haiku would see the affinity similarity to, to haiku, not that it's just three lines, but then also that it's more pivotal on the linguistic, taking the letter U out of the word morning, and what does that yield? And then she sees the sun rise, or if you just want to, sometimes it does it's, it's just a third line, it's like a haiku would be sunrise. Or Cool. Well, Michael, right. thanks. Thanks for calling in and uh, and for uh, uh, you know letting us know about this new amalgamation of uh, poetry forms, the Langku. Take it easy. No, I don't know if I'll be I don't know if I'll be writing more of them or you know I don't know, but it's just yeah. But you've said it out loud. It it exists now, so there's there's no choice. You okay. know, you you put it out there in the world. Maybe someone else will write one, even if you don't. That would be fantastic. Maybe they'll read them there. I'd like to hear theirs too. Maybe I'll write some more. Have a good week. Talk to you next month, probably. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, inventing poetry forms uh, for your benefit, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you've invented a poetry form. Call in and let us know what it is. The number is area code 646-716-7362. Ten minutes left in the show. I've got one caller on the lines. I'm sure I could fit one more in, uh, maybe two, so call in. Now's a good chance. Uh, 614, hi. Rick, what's happening? This is Vincent. Depending on life. Hey, Vincent. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I am excellent. I am excellent. Hey, I know we're getting down to wire time, so I'm uh, going to get straight into it. Uh, got one from my new book uh, entitled Love Letters to Hollywood and Other Not-So-Random Thoughts. And uh haven't made a website for this one yet, but it's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format. It's called The Truth of Nudity. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> Since they were naked and not ashamed, 
Why can't we, too, now be the same? What is the big deal with being new? Why do some people think it rude? Being new dispels the myths, silences the stats, fixes the rifts. Although to some it seems uncouth, nudity only tells the truth, reveals the roles and what's not tight, the frumpy belly, the cellulite. No power girdle, no garment lines, no shaper shirts to hide behind. It is what it is. You are what we see. You know the role's there, so let it be. It's not about lust. It's not about sex. Just nude and free with no pretext. The truth is nudity is not about lust. I believe nudity, nudity is really about trust. Take nudity and let it stand alone. No sex, no Googling, just straight on its own. A snooty person with a bourgeois smirch, stripped down, is now removed from their perch. Their clothes removed, their flaws revealed. Their mask is taken, their pride is sealed. The clothes, the cars we hide behind, the makeup that covers the wrinkle lines, the titles, the jobs, the houses, the debt, the pretense and falsity, nervousness and sweat. What if they find out that I'm a crook? What if they know things are not what they look? The games we play, the lies we see, all washed away by nudity. Fantastic. You know, anytime a poem has nudity, I, I doubly listen to it. <laughs> I hear you. So I really yeah, heard that a... poem. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. I, 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 just said I, I just said I really heard that poem. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's talking in the physical, but really, I'm talking more so in things that people hide behind: job titles, big houses, stuff like no, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a just, simple man, Vincent. Like I'm a simple man. <laughs> um, remind me. I know you've called in a bunch of times. Remind me uh, what what city you're calling in from? Yeah, I'm calling from Westerville, Ohio. Now, Westerville. Okay, so you're not too far from uh, Nicole Nicholson who opened up the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you happen to to know her? Do you run in the same circle as as her in the poetry community? Uh, What's her name? Nicole Nicholson. You know what? I've heard the name. I haven't had a chance to meet her as of yet, though. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's kind of cool. And one of the ideas behind the show is that you know people will will kind of connect in their own communities. And you know, she mentioned a couple of readings that she's doing. One, I think, even in Westerville, as a matter of fact. So, so yeah, check her well, out. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely will look that up. But appreciate what you're doing, Rick, as always, uh, providing this forum. And uh, you know, just uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Will do. Uh, you want to shout out a website really quickly? Just any any of your websites? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a couple uh, for different books. So we got www.fanmailpoetry.com, and uh, that's another one of my books uh, with the poetry inspired by the characters of Marvel Comics. And they also got www.dukannyhoselie.com. So you can check me out there. And uh, like I said, stuff's available on Amazon as well. Cool. Well, Vincent, I always appreciate that you call in. Uh, thanks for sharing the piece and talk to you again. Hey, no problem. You have a great week. Thanks, you too. All right, that was uh, Vincent calling from Westerville, Ohio. Wow, he and Nicole should have should have phone pulled, you know, uh, uh, save some time there. Okay, the number to call in, 646-716-7362. I've got, uh, let's see, a blocked caller. Uh, looks like a series of ones. Uh, maybe you, you hide your phone number. Who's Who's on the air? And you're gone. (laughs) 
Fantastic. Okay, well, look, uh, completely open lines right now in the last couple minutes of the show. So if you you got a quick piece that you want to read, call in right now. The area code, uh, well, the number is 646-716-7362, and I'll get you right on uh, the air. Um, mention a couple of other things. I've already mentioned that uh, Ekfrastia Gone Wild uh, is about to go to print. We're just uh, finishing up the uh, editing of it, and uh, it's going to be an awesome book. I've got uh, It's all poetry written by people who um, whose poems were inspired by other works of art. That's what ekphrastic poetry is. There's a, a there's a lot of humor in it, as well as sort of implied by the the title ekphrastia gone wild. It's got an awesome looking cover, if I do say so myself. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, there's going to be an online publication party for it. There will be a, a definitely an LA area reading. For it as well, and maybe uh, maybe some things in other parts of the country as well. So um, it's it's a very exciting time. Ain't got, got no press is putting out this new book, Ekfrastia Gone Wild. You can check out the uh, the uh, Ain't Got No Press website at poetrysuperhighway.com/agnp, um, or on the Poetry Superhighway page. There's just a link to Ain't Got No Press in the sidebar on the right. As well, I also want to uh, toot my own horn, if I may, for a second. I just uh, I wrote a poem called "Hot Dog Truck," which I describe as a a, vegeta- a militant vegetarian poem for non uh, written by a non-militant vegetarian, um, which was just published. The video of the poem that I made was just published by Red Fez, which is a very cool online publication that publishes poetry and prose and uh, video and film and all kinds of things. You can check them out at www.redfez.net. Um, uh, and there's lots of cool stuff to read and look at there besides my poem, which is funny and fun as well. You can, if you if you can't get there via the website, you can go to my website, uh, poetrysuperhighway.com. It's listed right as the top uh, listing there, and on my uh, Facebook page as well. So very excited to have um, a second piece in Red Fez. I had another piece in there called My Two Sams, uh, published a couple of months ago. Um, and it's it's a cool thing, you know. I it's it just kind of uh, I, I mentioned that not just to toot my own horn, but also to uh, let you know that um, to encourage you because Red Fez is a publication that I submitted to many times, many many times before uh, finally getting in a couple of months ago, and got many rejection letters from them, and um, and eventually got in. So uh, persevere, people. If if there's a publication in particular that you feel a kinship to. They publish stuff that you really like and you feel that your work has a place in it. Um, stick with it um, and 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 you might uh, you might actually succeed. Of course rejection is is a big part of sending word work out to folks. Um, um, I've had some good success, but um, for all my success, there's uh, ten rejection letters backing uh, each each publication one as well. So uh, do yourself a favor and and stick with it. Um, and you really owe yourself um, uh, the favor of doing doing the research. You know, don't don't randomly don't blindly send stuff off to people that you haven't checked out. You know, if you're going to send work to a publication, do your homework. Check out the kind of stuff that they published. Is it is it the kind of stuff that's you know sort of in the vein of what you write? Do you think your sensibility might match the sensibility of of uh, what they what they publish? And and if it's not, you know, um, uh, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or them. You know, everyone who publishes stuff uh, does so from their own sensibility. So um, keep them that in mind. All right, I want to thank everyone for calling in. Uh, Nicole from Columbus, Robbie from Lake Forest, California, Katie from Ottawa. 
California, the first in our Canadian invasion. Um, Henry Howard from L.A., Robbie from Ontario, Canada, uh, Michael from Birmingham, and Vincent from Westerville, Ohio. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. Our next show is actually going to be in a couple of weeks. It's going to be July 28th. It'll be a conversation with the Poetry Superhighway contest judges, also at 2 p.m. Pacific, and then we'll have another open reading in August as well. Stay tuned for the date and time of that as well. Thanks so much for calling in. Check us out online and watch for our contest starting tonight. Bye.